Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Today, you're going to hear one of my all-time most popular episodes, which also happens to be my very first episode, because the topic is very appealing to many future private practitioners. Kathy Hindman, who you'll meet here momentarily, started her private practice part-time and on the side of her job and from out of her house, which many SLPs are interested in doing. And in this episode, we talk about what it takes to run a private practice out of your house. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. Kathy is a new-ish private practitioner. She has some experience with early intervention, right? And is now seeing some um, post-EI kids, I think. Correct. She's going to tell us all about where she is uh, fairly early in the journey and to really um, inspire people who are just getting started. And uh, she's taken those first steps, and I want to hear all about it. Kathy, before we kind of learn about where you are now, can you tell me a little bit about your professional background and what you've been doing career-wise that has led you to this point? Sure, absolutely. I have been in disabilities um, and impairments. Uh, from there, I went to another school district mm-hmm. that provided services on a contractual basis with a lot of other local school districts. So that placed me in preschool settings, in some regular uh, school district settings, and some early intervention. And then from there, I went to independent contracting exclusively with early intervention. And I've done that for a little over 10 years now. Fantastic. Good. So that probably has prepared you in a lot of ways for this next step, 
Definitely, definitely. It gave me a little bit of, I feel like, a head start going into some of the business end of things. Certainly with my own practice now, there's a lot of new and different business aspects that I'm learning about, but I had kind of already established myself with the LLC. It sounds like probably doing the contract work for EI prepared you to be ready to start your own private practice. Can you tell me a little bit about that leap? Yeah, I mean, I through the contracting, I have on occasion picked up a client here and there. So I had some familiarity with it, but mm-hmm. I will say... That was not in any way a formal kind of process. It was pretty much a little bit sort of on the fly. Um, And I think that happens for a lot of people. Like someone asks them, oh, can you start seeing this child I know, this person I know? But it definitely got me thinking along the lines of, should I build this up? And should I look at a transitional shift towards more of this? Which... Like I said, I kind of had the legalities, I think, figured out and in place. And then it was just a matter of getting educated about what are the next steps and how do I put myself out there, so to speak. Absolutely. And how has that been going so far? Like, how have you, did you kind of just stumble on this because people asked you to see their kid or have you done some marketing or kind of where are you in that process? Yeah, you know, I, for me, I felt like I wanted to be established first. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really do any reaching out or marketing myself until I had a solid plan and all of the (laughs) T's crossed and I's dotted and all of that. You're a good SLP who likes that kind of thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted to make sure, okay, let me have a practice ready to launch and then launch it was my way of going about it. Not everyone I know follows that path, but it worked well for me. Mm-hmm. I definitely use the resources that you have put out there and okay. um, made available. That's been really helpful. Asha has some really great resources that have been really helpful. And of course the Facebook page is tremendously Um, helpful. I did a lot of just learning and listening, so to speak, um, for a long time as I started to lay the groundwork. For me, I wanted to have a home-based practice. I wanted to be able to see clients in my home because I had the space available to designate for it, and it would obviously be a lot more cost-effective than renting space And time effective, right? To have people come to you. Yes, very much so. I do like that aspect of it a lot, definitely. So that, for my own particular situation, was a lot of the preparation. You know, I had to meet with some contractors and make some minor revisions, nothing too major, but definitely a little bit of a remodel involved. So that was a big part of the uh for me the time and expense involved and then you i don't every town has different things did you have to do any permits or did you have to have like a a separate exit what kind of yeah i met with 
I really didn't even have to meet with anyone. I just went to my township office and we're very flexible here. They're like, anybody can have a home-based business. You just fill out this paper form and turn it in with $50. So I was like, great. That's something that people I think build up in their head is it's going to be huge, really either expensive or time consuming. And I think actually depending on where you live, it can be. Right. But for a lot of towns, it's really like, not a big deal. An application and like 50 bucks. Yep, exactly. That's, that's what it was. And it's funny, I kind of kicked myself because I had spent a long time online looking at the zoning in the township, you know, maybe our zoning was applicable. That for me was a a simple process, definitely. The other big part of it for me was um, building a website. (laughs) So I'm not very savvy with technology. I looked into and explored the option of having that done for me, but I started with uh, developing a logo. And I'm glad I did that because I found through that process that I was very specific about what I wanted Mm -hmm. and I had very specific ideas and I knew using someone to build a website, it could be done, but I knew I'd probably just be more proficient doing it myself (laughs) back and forth of let's change this and let's change that. I'm like, let me just learn to do it and then I can do what I want with it. So that took several months, I would say, a couple to two or three months to learn (laughs) and and build and develop. But I'm really happy with I used uh, Weebly. Yeah. I I also use Weebly. I think Weebly is really easy to use. It really was, you know, and if I ran into any glitches, I was able to find the answer. So yeah, their tech support I find is wonderful. And Weebly unfortunately gets a bad rap as being not good for search engine optimization. I have not found that to be true. There are in the back end, I think, People um, who give companies like Weebly and Wix and even to some degree Squarespace a bad rap for SEO, it's because they're not using, for two reasons. One, they're not using all of the SEO features that are built into these platforms. That is an extra step. You have to go in and do that. Yes. And then secondly, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so you have to do that. And then secondly, you have to be just using good SEO principles like you right. know, uh, trying to get backlinks and using um, different Google services, which I think we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. I think people think that websites are like, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Like Google is right. immediately going to see their website and be like, oh, this is fantastic. I want to make sure people see this. And it just, it takes, right. it's a process. And that's like, I would say I spent probably at least as much, if not probably more time learning website design and building an SEO than I did anything else related to private practice because one, it was unfamiliar to me. And two, like you said, I just had to educate myself about, all right, what do these terms mean? How does it all apply to me? How can I benefit from this? And yeah, it was a lot of reading articles and, you know, looking up a lot of information and yeah, but, but it's there. It's It's there. there. It's there to be discovered. (laughs) There to be discovered. Absolutely. And you're smart to do that early. I think also a lot of people wait to do their website till later. I also always encourage people to do their website sooner than later because it takes a while to index and to get in. 
to get in the search results. So people really need to be doing that sooner rather than later because anyway, it just, it takes a little Definitely. while. Fantastic. Okay. So you, you have your, Definitely. your home office, you have your website, you have your LLC and you're starting to see some kids. Tell me about what like a current day kind of looks for you. Okay. For the most part, I am still working a full-time schedule in early intervention. So that's the bulk of my day. I am out doing probably anywhere from five to seven uh, sessions of early intervention each weekday. And then I have currently three clients for the private practice that are coming. One's like a late afternoon and two are Saturday morning. That's fantastic. So the thing I like about that is with an EI schedule, right? You can see the little ones like during the day when they're at daycare, they're at home or whatever. And then if you're starting to see some kids who are maybe a little bit older or have other siblings or different schedules. Exactly. You can absolutely work after school hours or certainly on the weekends. Yeah. And still have a big part of your weekend left for you, right? Yes. And that's always been the benefit of early intervention, especially as an independent contractor. If you're not salaried for someone, you have that flexibility to schedule kids, you know, when it's convenient uh, for you and for them. And I've already started to make some modifications to my schedule with that in mind that, okay, I'm not going to take any more late afternoon and evening EI clients because I'm going to keep those spots open for private practice slots. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So I really love how you're making this work with your life. Yes. It seems like, right? Like you're being very mindful about what you want right now at this phase of your life. Absolutely. And you're making it work within that. That's yes. fantastic. And that's very true. Like I'm not sure I could have done it for myself. I know, you know, even 10 years ago when my uh, kids were home and were young, I'm just not sure first and foremost, if I would have had the time and energy to put into getting it started. But now, you know, they're away, they're at college and I'm someone who feels like I like to have a project. And that was part of my motivation too, is that, okay, I had all of these projects when my kids were here and then my project was getting them to college (laughs) and I, and I conquered that project check. So I'm like, now I need a project for myself. So it really got me thinking, this is a good way to go. This is good timing for me. So, and it has to be the right timing. I mean, yeah. I think that sometimes, you know, there are different, we all have different phases um, in our lives where we have more or less time. Absolutely. Um, and so you, you, in some ways do have to wait until the timing is right. But on the other hand, at some point you just have to do it. Dive in. <laughs> yes. You just have to kind of dive in. You know, as we were, you know, we we're kind of joking earlier as speech pathologists, we tend to want to you know, cross um, T's and, <laughs> yeah. and dot I's. And as a profession, I think that we're really not super risk averse, right? Really? We're like tend to be kind we're of safe. big on preparation, <laughs> big on preparation. Exactly. And sometimes that like to a fault, right? Sometimes yeah. people can get stuck in analysis paralysis That's very true. and just 
not be able to move out of that. But, you know, I think that once people realize that you like, you know, yes, you're going to make a couple mistakes. Right. And you're Absolutely. going, now not big mistakes, obviously, right. but like little, you're going to make a couple little mistakes here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you're going to learn from. Absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of in that vein, are there any things that you've learned um, at this still kind of early phase of the process that you think like, Ooh, I wish I had done that differently. Or that was a, you know, maybe thinking back on it, you know, to yourself six months ago or something, you would have said, Oh, I wouldn't don't do it that way. Well, as you were talking about that, the first thing that came to mind was in my first couple of, you know, interactions or correspondence with potential clients, I realized there were things I could have done better and could have done differently in terms of like, oh, I sort of just started rambling at them about this and that. Like, I I realized I need to have a solid plan and say, okay, this is the next step. These are some forms that give you information. I'm going to send those to you. So yeah, it took a little bit of trial and error for me to kind of lay that groundwork in place and say, all right, this is the approach I'm going to take. I was winging it a little bit at first and realized I'm a little bit scattered. So that was a good learning experience to say, all right, how can I approach this in a more thought out way? Definitely. And that's something that takes practice though. Yes. Right. Because now you're the boss. Yes. (laughs) There's nobody telling you what to do. No, there's no one telling you what to do or what to say or how to be organized or whatever. So you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. And the only way you, I mean, you can, as we talked about, you can plan up the wazoo. Exactly. When you're actually on the phone with a parent or meeting, you know, in your office with a parent, sure, the first couple of times it might be a little bit more disorganized or you may feel scattered, Right. probably you don't look scattered because they don't know. And especially if they've got a little kid, they're, believe me, because I have little kids, (laughs) they're totally sleep deprived and they're just so happy that you're here to help their kid. They don't care if you're Say yeah. something twice or whatever. They're saying everything twice too. Right, right, definitely. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, it sounds like you're really off to a fantastic start. Thank you. Thank you. I I feel like it is. It's starting off slowly and gradually, but that has one worked really well for me because I've been able to kind of learn as I go and get a little more prepared each time and You know, I went into this because I have the safety of a solid income coming in um, and I'm able to uh, slowly build it up. So it's worked out so far. That's beautiful. That's, I'm just, I'm so happy for you, right? You, you you got a ton of experience, right? You've been doing EI for a long time and then you started to get some business experience by doing the contracting. And now that you're, you know, your kids are out of the house, you've got this new project. Yeah. And so where, where do you see yourself going in the next, say, six months to a year or more? Sure. I'd like to see it gradually shift. And, you know, I'd like to see more um, referrals coming in for private practice and shift to where more of my time is devoted to that and maybe it's more like EI clients are on the side Mm -hmm. of the private practice, Um, maybe just to supplement 
um, and fill in. I'm not entirely sure if I'll get there in six months to a year, but, um, but I'd love it if I could start to at least see the shift in balance there. Um, there's also a lot of, and I know you hear this all the time from EI therapists, that there's a lot of, you know, just different approaches being implemented with early intervention currently that can be frustrating. So I'd like to get myself a little more away from that, if at all possible, which was also part of the um, motivation that I just wanted. I'm not in total agreement with how they with all of the policies um, mm -hmm. in early intervention. So I just wanted to be able to have, not just for myself, but for families, a format where I can implement what I think is the best approach. You know, I had a parent today who has a child with Down syndrome and she was asking me, so I understand that early intervention is family training and parent coaching and that's wonderful. She's like, but I'm a little concerned, like, am I, you know, shortchanging my child, not getting some more direct clinical intervention? And it was a great question, you know, and I'm not sure that, you know, there, there is that perfect marriage uh, for those families, but I wanted to have another option available for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that what you're saying is you just want to be able to do your best work. Exactly. Right. Definitely. I mean, you, you're in a profession that, you know, you've been in for a while and that you yeah. have a lot of experience in and you know what works best for the kids yeah. that you serve. And when you have external limitations on you, whether it's from EI or schools or healthcare, any of these settings. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes we're not able to do our best work right. anymore in those settings. And after a while, that can get really frustrating. And so it's, it's really nice and kudos to you for figuring out how to have this new outlet right. for yourself where you can help people like, you know, this kid and this family. Yeah. That's yep. fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank okay. you. Good. So my, my last question is what maybe would be um, a tip or something that you've learned that you um, could kind of share with the viewers to say, Hey, you know, this was something that really made a difference for me? Okay. I think um, it was probably from the Facebook page, I'm going to guess, I think it was, um, to use the Google My Business um, option. Because like you said, I know it can take time to, you know, kind of get yourself up there in the searches. And I'm in an area with a lot of established practices. So mm -hmm. I knew I was really low man on the totem pole coming in fresh and new. Um, so that I knew would at least put me on like the maps, yeah. <laughs> like when people yeah. are searching, where is the speech therapy practice near me? Mm -hmm. So I knew that would be helpful and, and it really is. It definitely automatically brings you right up when people are uh, looking in their location. Um, so that's very helpful. And I also, I haven't seen the direct benefits from it yet because I just implemented it, but I know people talk a lot about getting into Facebook groups. Yes. And I've been in some, um, and I'm still looking for some good mom groups, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, although I, I have one or two that I um, am on. But 
through those groups, I found a lot of townships, mine included, have local township pages and local township business pages. Um, I happened to just stumble upon that where I think there was a post that, oh, if you're looking to advertise a business, don't put it here, but go to our township business page. So I just posted in like my own community and another neighboring community. And I haven't got direct referrals from it. It was just this week that I started that, but my website saw a huge jump in traffic. So I was excited about that. So, so these are two very effective and also free yes. strategies <laughs> to help with marketing. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a website, like Google is the number one player in this, right? Yes. Yeah, there's Bing and there's, I guess, Yahoo or whatever. But yeah, Google, everyone goes to Google when they are going to look for anything. Yeah. Anything. So you have to play Google's game. Right. Right. And this is not about AdWords. It's not about paying right. anything. This is essentially claiming your business. Yes. Right. And you get a spot on the map and you get to put your yep. stuff in. You can put a couple of pictures, yep. you your website, your phone number, your hours. And all of that stuff also makes you look like a trustworthy yes. legitimate business. Right. So that, and it helps your website rankings quite a bit. And so exactly. It even moves you further up. Yes. Definitely that. And then the moms groups are insanely beneficial Everyone should be searching to find moms or now some of them say parents right. in your area. And right. there are two strategies on that. One is to kind of sit back and wait until someone says, hey, does anyone know any speech pathologists in the area? Right. I'm a little worried about my kid's development. And then you jump in there really quickly exactly. and you say, I hey, know, actually I'm a speech language pathologist and you know, you give some really solid advice and then you say, yeah. by the way, you know, if you're interested in talking further, send me a message or check out my website. Sure. Right? Sure. Because here's what's going to happen. If you write something like that and then let's say a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, someone else is in that mom's group right. and they use the search feature. Exactly. And they type in speech or speech therapy or whatever, and then they see you, and then that can have a snowball effect. Exactly. You know? And then the other part of that, which you said was like the more business group, where you can act more directly advertise. Because right. again, you never know who is going to see these posts. Right. And whether they're going to see them like this week right. when you post it or two and weeks from now or whatever. I was even surprised that two of the responses I got in terms of like comments, one was a physician and one was a physical therapist with practices. I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that, but terrific. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So yes. yeah, you're, you're doing just what people should be doing, which are utilizing some of these free and effective ways yep. to, you know, boost their awareness about right. their practice, right? And you have a new practice. Exactly. So, you know, you, you, I'm sure have, you know, some connections in your community or whatever, but people right. don't maybe know you yet as having a private practice. So it's really important to start to, to build awareness of that. Yes. And that's the other thing I've done is to, because I do have a lot of contacts with early intervention and uh, some of the schools and I've reached out 
to them just to let them know I'm here, giving them my link, giving them cards that they can pass out to others. So that's been helpful as well. That's fantastic. So, so Kathy, you, you're doing all the right things oh, good. right now. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, right? You, you've taken active steps. Yes. You're starting to actually see kids. You're learning a little bit from trial and error. Yes. And you're actively starting to get your name out there and be shifting your schedule. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think you're off to a fantastic start. Awesome. I'm so proud of you and <laughs> where you are. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a great job. So Good. I just, I really thank you for, for your time tonight and for being a part I'm of. Happy to have got to chat with you. And it's been, like I said, a result of a lot of the great resources that have been put out there already. And I know we're always looking forward to more. So. <laughs> yep. Well, well, more is coming and more, more is the name of the game. So, and awesome. I just personally get such satisfaction hearing people who have gone through, whether it's, you know, my info and the independent clinician or the insanely helpful posts that people do in the SLP private practice beginners, Facebook page. Um, As you mentioned, Asha has obviously a ton of fantastic materials. It's one thing to find the materials. Right. Step number one. Step number two is to actually take action and put those materials to use. And that's what you've done. And that's what you're doing. And I can't wait to check in with you again in maybe, you know, six months or a year, just kind of see where you are at that point. That would be great. Fantastic. All right, Kathy. It's been awesome to talk to you. You too. I decided to invest in the Start Your Private Practice program because I honestly had no idea where to start. (laughs) And I just didn't really have the confidence or the know-how to be able to do that. So it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. It was all there for me. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT private practice beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.